Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. How you guys doing out there today? Um, we're getting back to normal. Ha, ha, ha. What is normal? Normal, I, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't, I never ascribe to normal, but you know, I feel like the whole pandemic thing has helped me clean my palate of life. And uh, I think it's done that for a lot of us. I'm hoping that it's made us a little more humble and aware of each other and caring for each other. That's what, those are my hopes. Those are my hopes. I have a guest on today, Alexandra Torres. She's an awesome person. She's also at her job. She's a project manager for a company that does um, custom mirrors and stuff like that. It's like a big company, and she has a lot of responsibility. And she's agreed to be on the show today, but she also needs to answer the phone. So, you know, this is the, this is what we are dealing with and this is totally fine. I also want to let you know that she the reason she's on is because she is the winner of the who's more annoying contest. So, not her, but she voted and she won. She's not annoying. Other people were annoying. That's a whole other story. You can listen to that episode. It's on the archives. I, I want to just let you know that, um, you know, to, I want to tell you about Radio Free Brooklyn before we get started because Radio Free Brooklyn is the greatest radio station in the Western Hemisphere, uh, without a doubt. And I've listened to all the stations, but we, we do a lot, we do a lot here. We do a lot for the community. We do a lot of, we have very dedicated show hosts producers, all, it's a nonprofit, all volunteer organization. And we need your help. And we need, we need your support. We need your emotional support. So please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org and um, you can donate money. Even you can download an app. You can look at all the different shows and programming we have. Okay. We have every type of programming. And uh, just, just, just do it. Do it. It'll make. It'll honestly, it will improve the quality of your life, and that's a guarantee. Okay, that's guaranteed. So, Alexandra, hi. So hi. good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So we're going to do a therapy session with you today. And as everybody knows, I'm a self-proclaimed psychotherapist, but we're going to have a real session here with Alexandra. So Alexandra, a little bit of intake. Just tell me like where you're from, you know, how old you are, if you, if you don't mind, married, single. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Mexican. I came here when I was two. Um, and uh, yeah, I grew up in Hartsdale, New York. Uh, that's in Westchester County. Um, then moved to Nourishell, went to Nourishell High School in Westchester, then moved to Brooklyn for 10 years to go to SBA, the School of Visual Arts, uh, to study visual and critical studies. Um, Throughout, yeah, and then um, throughout high school, I was like such an art nerd, like nat president, co-president of the National Art Honor Society. Wow. And just uh, volunteered at like Westchester Arts Council in White Plains. And um, and yeah, just uh, moved back to Nourishell, New York in Westchester when I had um, a kid. He's now five and... Yeah, I got this job mm -hmm. as a project manager. I'm 33 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. Are you a single mom? No, I'm married. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't. It's interesting because you didn't <laughs> mention your husband. You said I Sorry, had a kid. Totally. <laughs> Do, does he count? That's that's very interesting. Yes, right no, then and there. Amazing. He takes care of Rafi uh, now that um, you know during the school was closed since January uh -huh. and just started back up this week. So, so when did you get married? Uh, we got married in Brooklyn um, six or seven years ago. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a really you, nice church. Oh, nice. So you've known him a long time. And did your your parents immigrated here? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, we came through like as a vacation through the border and the guards. Yeah, just let us through. It was uh, super easy. Wow. But... That, that, that's like really they really wanted a better life for you guys. Yeah. That's a, no, that's very, very, very uh, daring of them. Yes. And so are they are they legal immigrants now? Yeah, they legalized uh, like 10 years ago and became citizens and everyone in my family is a citizen but yeah so it's very different now than it was back then yeah definitely they each mm -hmm. have their own businesses and oh great um, what did they do <laughs> typical uh work uh, my mom is uh she owns a cleaning uh business excellent uh, for 25 years and my dad is owns a landscaping company <laughs> that's funny stereotypical. you seem but that's so funny you're like <laughs> laughing about that your parents are you feel like they're stereotypes super stereotype yeah that's funny but you're proud of them i want to know that oh yeah definitely love them so much yeah See them and, every day. and you're proud of your family right Oh, yeah, definitely. And my your heritage? My two, I have two brothers, two older brothers, like eight years apart, eight and six years apart from me. And they're like professors and like super successful, like graphic designers uh, working for banks. And um, mm -hmm. one of my brothers is in L.A. and he's like a professor, profess a design professor in one of the art schools in, mm -hmm. in L.A., so all really high achievers, a very yeah, smart, hard-working hard families. So what yeah. brings you into therapy today? What what brings you here? Oh, I love following your show, and I can't believe I wild. Are you So are you still involved in arts? No, I'm just following it right now. Um, still a strong follower. You know, I spent 16 years in the art world. Um, uh -huh. in Chelsea and the galleries and museums. Did you work in that industry? Yeah. Where did mm -hmm. you do? So I worked at Winkleman Gallery uh, oh. right out of college. Oh, uh, Ed Winkleman. For... I must have known you then. Did I yeah. meet you then? I have such a bad memory. There were so many people there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember? Did we, Do you know if we met? Mm, I don't remember. remember. You don't remember uh, you, me. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. You, probably um, if you can't. Yeah. The openings are super crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. So you worked for Winkleman, who's a wonderful guy. Yes. And wonderful amazing. gallery. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with him uh, closely. And then um, where else did you work? Um, before Ed, though, I, um, I worked uh, at a a small art gallery called New Century Artist Gallery in mm -hmm. college. And then mm -hmm. I worked at um, the Pelham Art Center. In oh, wow. And I worked at um, the ACS Children's Services as a wow. graphic design intern. Oh, wow. At the Brooklyn Museum at like summer camp for three years. And oh. worked at the Moment Design Store for a year. Really? And then I moved up to like the uh, Studio Museum in Harlem. Oh, my um, God. As an intern. Uh, during college and just kept up uh, at art fairs, uh, working at art fairs as like an intern. Uh, you were really, you were really deep into it. Yeah, I did several art fairs, the Pinta, like this Latin American. And, and then I went on to Ed and uh, was there for three years and did um, the Moving Image Art Fair with him. As, like, oh, the, you did assistant. that too? Wow. Yeah, I was their That's assistant a... during like Istanbul, New York and um, London and managed like their website wow. through HTML and um, very, yeah, I just managed to help them with everything that they very... wanted. They were really amazing bosses, Ed and Marat. I know, I know. So that's fantastic. That, wow. Wow. You really did it. Yeah. No. And then I was an artist assistant and also worked for um, Deutsche Bank. Oh. As a an... curator of the Americas for three. Wow. Three wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, quite. Wall a... Street. I loved Wall Street. So amazing. You mean working, working. You were like a curator for their yeah, was art collection, the for their corporate art collection. That's yes. a big deal. Yes. So um, do you did you have something in particular that you wanted to discuss today? That's on yeah, I want to talk about um, you had posted a Facebook post about, um, you know, how art is almost like church, a like spiritual yeah. yeah, it it that that yeah exactly that it so has. I want to talk a little bit more about that because um, 
recently I've been thinking, uh, well, this past year I've been thinking about, you know, um, religion and church and I've been attending church and um, I, I've become so involved with it and like part of the um, part of the parish council in my community. And I'm I now I'm one of the leaders of Spanish mass. I created a Spanish mass. Wow. In my community in Urshel in wow. Holy Family. Um, so because it was needed, it, it was definitely needed. And now it's gotten a huge following. Oh, that's great. Um, and we have several new parishioners that, you know, go to our Spanish mass. And, that's so beautiful. But before, like when I was living in Brooklyn, I definitely thought of art as like a religion. <laughs> like it was just it was. I was so immersed in it and um, I it was going into opening seeing shows at Chelsea or like Lower East Side it was it was definitely like a spiritual it feeds thing. your soul right yeah it definitely uh -huh. kept, kept well, me at ease well one of the things I mean in that post just just to let every let our let you guys listening know if you're listening listen up if you're not listening, listen up. So anyway, uh, what I w was remarking on is like, I myself am not, I have no, you know, I'm Jewish, but my parents were not religious whatsoever. I mean, we had matzo ball soup at Passover and shit like that, but that was it. And, uh, but the thing about art that I was remarking on was how it really connects you to the entire history of man because man has made art since they've been man. And through time and through every culture, art is something that people from every walk, every kind of human culture has art and every kind of human has a human culture. So it's incredibly universal and through time. Um, and that to me, like when I think about, you know, I think religion has a lot to do with death, you know, dealing with death and your role in the world and all that. And even if like you're not say, you know, your art will have an impact whether you personally are remembered, whether your art is personally remembered, but you are integrated into the fabric of humanity the way I think a lot of the way that I get a lot out of it and I think a lot of people that feels similar to the way religious people get a lot out of religion does is that what we're talking about Alexandra yes exactly exactly so um so how how is that affecting you you've gotten back you were you always that involved in religion no, not at all. No, I wasn't. Uh, I first started to get involved. Growing up, I wasn't really involved. My mom and dad weren't really super religious. I went to Sunday school, uh, mm -hmm. but that was about it. Uh, we did practice like going at you know, Christmas and I would question Christmas, but I was always like the questioning type when I was a teenager and questioned mm -hmm. everything and like didn't mm -hmm. really, you know. But then um, once I had a kid and my husband's mom it was the director of um, a Sunday school and um, um, a high school, a religious high school for 17 years. So she kind of like pushed me into like making the Spanish mass for our community in Rochelle um, after I had moved there. So then after that, she left, she retired to Mexico and she like she's doing her house and she left me be alone as like one of the senior members and oh wow in her church so now um after that I've joined like a mission I, I did a mission for the catholic church and um yeah just starting to like get involved and like read about uh the catholic religion and the bible and mm -hmm. um trying to understand what happened Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you were never that that that's so all of a sudden religion has struck a chord with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what 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 do you make out of that? What does that what do you think happened? What does it mean to you? I think it just I mean, it's it's definitely like spiritual and 
just makes me think about what love is and uh, love for oneself and one love for the neighbor, love for the other. Um, mm -hmm. So it it's always something that I've definitely understood as like volunteering for like be at like a camp or like volunteer at a soup kitchen. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's how I understand it. And like just love for one and another. So it's not just about like the whole, um, you know, um, worshiping a god or something like that is that what you're saying yeah i don't i don't really that um, part. see it like that yeah yeah um you know we have a a great show i just want to mention uh 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 ken ken oh god why am i uh, what would can you can you say uh and that's on Sunday. And she okay. she is a, um, what would Kay say? What would Kay say? Why am I blanking on this? So I just want to say that that show is amazing. It's Sunday mornings. And she does a great sermon every Sunday. And it's not, it's not, it's like what, what you're time? talking about. I think it's at eight or nine. I should know, but I, I'll, I can post it when I post this link to, to this episode. But the thing is, is that um, it seems like what's changed for you in religion is that you are able to bring it to other people. You are able to get mm -hmm. a community and to see right. the results of your work in other people. Is that something right. that you're... Is yes, that... and that's that's almost like art too. Well, art when as a like a curator, like as a as a gallery person, or as a as an artist, you're always trying to bring art to other people, mm -hmm. um, which is also just I, I yeah, it's just like well, a spiritual. What was your your did you ever make art yourself did you want to be an I artist did, yeah I, I've always I always wanted to be an artist um in high school I was such an artist like crazy painting making canvases from scratch and um like in an artist like whirlwind um but then I went when I got into college and started studying philosophy and theory um I started going more into like what it all means Mm -hmm. and like what what happened in history and how are we connected to history um and then i sort of i was making art i had like a thesis uh like installation and um and i studied uh art and architecture and painted like landscapes um and uh abstract landscapes and then um after college i kind of stumbled into like this zone where I'm not able to produce and um what do you mean yeah, by that that's where I am right now like I feel like I'm just like in this cloud like not able to pick up like I have art supplies and I've been like hoarding art supplies and like paints and and paintbrushes and like canvases but I'm right now I'm like in the zone where like I can't but, so so you feel let's call it creative block yes let's just put a name on it let's look at it hold yeah. it it's a it's a thing creative block and you've had that for years it sounds like yeah definitely. and you can't make art yeah it makes me really sad thinking uh -huh. about it <laughs> uh-huh so that's interesting. Um, what's yeah. interesting is it's bothering you. And, and I, think, yeah. I think every artist would say this, and I've certainly been there. You know, there have been years where I haven't really done any art. I mean, I had a job and, you know, I've been busy. I mean, yeah. art, I didn't make money. I'm not, you know. Uh, so um, I think every artist feels this way at some point or another. The thing with yeah. you is, is interesting is that it's been going on for so long and yeah. I'm getting the sense that you, you're, you're, you're not going to be happy, really truly happy inside. Yeah. Without... And I know that I know I'm not going to be truly ever happy if I don't make things. So let's was... talk about what's getting in the way. 
what 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 comes to my mind first is fear because I do mm-hmm. think that the hardest part and and uh, I'm not you know the hardest part about making art is putting the art out there yeah yeah and and making yourself vulnerable and making yeah. it seeing it realizing it is yeah. is when did you stop making art let's talk about just that. right like I told my professors my art professors I was like I don't think I'm gonna ever make art after I graduate like and um and they were really sad about that and um I told all my classmates and um yeah I really haven't why do you Um, think you felt that way what was motivating you to say that it was just like there's so much art out there already (laughs) and everything is always going to be compared to like artists that we know um i think just the stress of it all is um keeping me back well you you learned a lot about the career the life the significance of art right yes you know um i didn't study i mean i knew you know what average art people know but you know but i don't know the i didn't know the depth of that and that that seems like uh putting yourself in the context let's just call it being a professional that's about the career you're talking about the career of the artist right you're not talking about the making of the art those are two really different things and that's something right. we I was just talking about, like having making your art is a connection, just actually making right. the art is a connection to the world and humanity, right. whether whether your arts, no, no matter what happens to the product you put out there. Right. Yeah. So um, you have yeah, I mean, I have been, you know, being trying to be creative and uh, what I can like, um, like whenever like my uh, son's birthday comes up, I make like an assortment of custom uh, trinkets and like containers and like I make like gift sets and mm-hmm. go all out with like decorating. So like even like cooking is also like, I try to like explore it and um, try to be super creative with that well everyone that knows you probably is always talking about how creative you are i don't doubt yeah definitely yeah so you're getting creativity out do you feel like i wonder if you feel selfish by putting yourself into your work do you so what do you mean do you feel like if you're making your art making art is a solitary uh it's certainly yes. painting is a solitary pursuit. So right. do you feel when you do that, you're, that you're taking time away from your husband or your child or your community? I mean, no, that's, that's something that I would strive for. That's something good that would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like time alone is so valuable now. So we, you, we you're able to, you would be able to get that time. You have the yeah, time. I think, yeah, it would be have to be carved out, but I. So it's not that's not it. the issue. Is not the time. No. But but what's so interesting is the way you set yourself up to not make art. You are consciously you consciously did not want to make art. Are you are you do you when you do you do feel um, like what's what. Was when you were making art, what was your, like, did you show your art was a big part of it was hanging and getting it. I showed everyone. I showed all of like, I was, I was really a good salesperson. (laughs) Did you sell a lot of paintings? I sold paintings in high school uh, that some of my teachers now from high school still have hanging on their walls. I bet. um, Yeah, it was, I'm a, Yeah. I, in college, I showed and, a lot. And does your husband say, when are you going to start painting? All the time. All yeah. the time. And I've pushed him to become like a a trinket, like a maker person. In oh, technology. that's so nice. 
you know you need to be painting, but you just, oh, there's some mental block. I know. So I know. There is a mental block. So who, but yeah, we're trying to, it's very deep in there, though. You, yeah. You have no access to it. No, like, so do my you husband think, was talking to me about it the other day, and I was just like, do you in tears. Like, it's really uh, painful. I hear you. I know. I, I totally, totally hear you. So... Um, do you think, so let's go back to your childhood. Do you think, were you encouraged? Like, was there... I was super encouraged to paint uh, and draw and just uh -huh. do any creative thing and, and growing up. Um, I was always like the artist in school, in any school I went to. Uh -huh. um, all you... the teachers loved it. Do you think it's fear of failing that like once you got out of college and that you were really like a quote unquote artist that you'd be competing? I mean, like, like all artists, you're getting it. Yeah. And you know, the, do you think also like you made a lot of connections in the yeah. art world, right? Yeah. So, so. And even now, like I can start painting and drawing and start selling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. That's fine. So I think, uh, like I can sell it literally, like but, on One King's Lane. Like that's my job to okay, sell art. Okay. Yeah, but, but one works. But like, let's take the outside uh, reinforcement away from from that. Like you're you're, I I'm I'm one. I'm thinking that. And you tell me, but I'm thinking that you feel a lot of pressure to achieve with your yes. work. Yes. Because no, you have achieved it. a lot with your work, right? Yeah. And you also understand the art world enough to know how the business works and you have the connections. So, yeah. like, for most people in your, say, you know, that maybe in your you know, most artists have no connections, at least when they're right. starting out. So there's right. no expectations. But you know what the right. expectations are, and you have the connections. So if your work doesn't right. show or sell, you're a failure. Right. Yeah, but if no. you didn't have any of those connections, and you didn't know anybody, and you didn't know what it meant, you wouldn't be a failure because you wouldn't have it. You'd be in the dark about all that. Oh, interesting. I never even thought about it like that. How, like, I should just, like, not connect. <laughs> really? Not even try to think about, you know, failure. and Yeah, I mean, this is all very interesting. Really? You hadn't thought about that? That's so interesting because no. you got so into the whole, the whole, and, you you know, um, the whole, you know, Mishigas around making art the whole career about it and that's I mean it's so interesting how that can really fuck with your head fuck with oh, everyone yeah, I'm in it right now <laughs> and every artist out there this is a great example to see this because thinking about their career will screw with you uh big time exactly yes yes um I have this painting I made that said, uh, once as an artist, once you're successful, you're fucked, something like that. And uh, famous gallerists saw it once in an art fair, and it was like, this is so <laughs> true. St Stefan yeah. Stocks, that's who it was. So, um, do, 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 do you like do you think that like you could make a deal with yourself? Do you think that you could make a deal with yourself where you weren't Why don't you make a goal for yourself? Do you have like uh, a bunch you know make a goal for yourself to have a show for your um you know your your the group that you're working with at the church. What do you call it? Uh-huh. What do you call it? A congregation? That's Jew yeah. a congregation, just like uh -huh. the Jews. Uh-huh. So why don't you think of it that way? Yeah. As that is your audience. Yeah. They would love they're always asking me because they know they know my background and they're always asking me to like produce. Is there a place there that you could you know, is there a place like at the yeah. church that you could do it? Yeah, there's a there's a reception hall. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think if you 
set a goal for yourself and say, that's my goal. And I'm not going to sell any of these paintings, no matter Mm -hmm. what, like none of these are for sale. Maybe I'll give some away. Like somebody, well, like if somebody in your congregation, like, you know, it's really fun because you can see how people can, you get, you can emotionally, your art is your children. That's what I always say, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's, you have to t- look at them and take care of them with the same ethics that you would Im- as your children. That's how I see it. So mm-hmm. like you made these children and you can feel when somebody looks at your work and appreciates it, that they would be a great parent for your painting you want them mm. to adopt it yeah. so I would pick out the people I would put put the work up and see if you want that work to be adopted by anybody on your yeah. own sent your own intuition mm-hmm. but yeah. if not just keep it and give it mm-hmm. give it away for presents or keep it or just yeah. keep it but I think if you thought of a way that you could either you know, if you took money out of the equation, mm-hmm. is money something, um, I grew up with this, is money something that your family equated with success and rec- and, and validation? Like No. Um, well, no and yes. Uh, no, because we were always taught to follow our dreams, whatever it was. So my mom was totally encouraging of, me let me go back no she did not want me to go to art school she wanted me to follow my dreams but she didn't want me to go to art school she wanted me to become a dentist um because i got a full scholarship to be a dentist really (laughs) and she was like no you have to be a dentist you have to be a dentist but then you know growing up we were always taught like we could always find our own way and follow our dreams and our path but then when it came to college like she was both of my brothers had gone to SUNY Purchase for graphic design and um I think me being the last one she was sort of holding on to hopes that I would do something other than art but um were you better were you better academically than your brothers uh yes uh I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and you. Yeah, were all, I did all the AP classes. And you were all. the youngest, and you were the last. I think I was hope. like set in a path where like I was definitely going to go into like a bigger college and um, achieve a lot had, ac- academically. Yeah, yes. But then. But I had I had always dreamt of going to SVA. <laughs> I was like, senior year, I was just like so excited to go to SVA and had researched like people that had gone to SBA and one of my high school professors went there and she was like oh it's so amazing um I I think that um so do you think that that influenced your so because what's interesting when you graduated college you that's when you decided to stop making art that's when people usually start making art but you decided (laughs) like because yeah no I decided at college that I was going to stop making art when you graduated college. Yeah. When I like, I think it was like the second or like the month that I was going to graduate where I started telling people. Did you feel, do you feel like making art or having art as a career is indulgent? Like it's not, it's just like you should, you could be making a salary somewhere or doing something where there was, the goal, you know, was just more practical where you get health insurance and stuff like that. Um, I think I started thinking like that a little bit after college when I started like, you know, working in the art field Mm -hmm. as an art administrator. Mm -hmm. Um, I always thought art was just something that would help ease your soul (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, just try to like, you know, I, I always thought of art. But being... when when you stopped making art, you didn't want to stop making the art. There was something else that you were thinking, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, I think you're right about failure. I think you're you're totally right. About oh, that's so good. So do you feel like you can start, do you feel like 
that's helpful to hear that and you can yeah, do, I think it's helpful do you think to... we've solved something here i think so really <laughs> so quickly yeah no i've never thought of it like that i've never thought you know knowing all these people like knowing the art world like knowing what's involved like that is that takes a heavy toll um, you know, it's so interesting because those people are intimidating. I mean, they shouldn't be that stupid that they are, but they aren't. Did you, do you feel intimidated by them? They intimidate me. No. no. Just me? <laughs> no, it's it's definitely, I, I don't mean, know. Are you afraid Ed isn't going to like your painting? Uh <laughs> Ed Winkleman, you like her. Ed you would like love it. Ed would love anything. I know. He's so encouraging. Um, did Ed try to get you to paint? No, he would always ask if I did. And I would always be like, no, no, I just want to be like an arts administrator. Do, <laughs> do, you, do you think that you felt like a lot of times I think people, if you're an arts administrator and you also, if you do anything and you also want to be an artist, you know, like if yeah. you're an art director in advertising and you also want to make, be an artist. People, or if you're like a gallery director and you want to be an artist. Right. People take that as not being committed to your career. See, your I always thought career. about it like that as well. I always thought like, oh, I have to say that I'm not an artist. So like they can take me more seriously. That's right. I mean, yeah. you're right about that. That that that's that's a social yeah. that's a social construct. Yeah. But you're no longer doing that, right? Yeah, I'm no longer there, so there's really nothing stopping me. Yeah. So maybe did you feel like you were missing out and now you can say, "Oh, that's a relief. I'm more on my own. I can be an artist on my own terms." Yeah. So how did you switch from having a job in the arts administration field to the, like the job you have now project manager I mean I'm sure you're great at it's probably a nice job yeah. you know good 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 for a working mother and stuff like that yeah it's but, definitely higher paid than anything in the art world that I was at so but how did you get out of the art world what do you think made you transition out of that well, just moving to Westchester, um, Westchester doesn't really have like high paying art, art field jobs. Um, everyone just wants you to be an intern at an art gallery. Oh yeah. Right. Cause they, <laughs> they're all from, yeah, they all have And money. I'm like, I had like 10 internships. I can't do this again. <laughs> I mm -hmm. need like a real job. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, how did you, did you move to Westchester because um, you had a kid and all that. Yeah. And was that difficult? Did you feel like you were compromising your art background or any of that? I always thought I would go back to it. Um, and um, being here, it's it's very creative being here. I can just like do like whatever I want here and um, mm -hmm. getting so much um, responsibilities and um at the job know, you have now the job that i have now it's just yeah. like it's freeing it's liberating yeah, liberating like boss yeah and you don't have to worry about like whether you're being evaluated now you know the right. thing the thing is is i mean i i'm gonna check in on you like in a couple of weeks and make sure that you're <laughs> making your art it are you gonna you i mean it sounds like you're gonna go back you're gonna give it yeah a i'm gonna think about this more i mean just the talking to you about it and I know I've, I've been so emotional about it recently. And, um, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard looking at the block of the creative block. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're going to deal with this somewhere down the road. This is not going away because you'll be making your art. You'll have your first show at your with your congregation or whatever. Everything yeah. will be great. And then somebody's yeah. going to see that they're going to want to buy it or they're going to want to give you a show and you can get right back on that treadmill really yeah. quickly. But then you're going to be dealing with the same um, outside recognition issue. Right. Yeah. So like you're in a place now where you have the freedom to get back on the horse, so to speak. But that's, yeah. but that's not going away. 
I mean, unless you right. unless you work on on that. Right. Yeah. No. I, I mean, but 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 also, I think that we. You know, I think it's really funny because it's really easy to be critical of the art world in the sense that, you know, the gatekeepers are ultimately fairly conservative. You know, it's harder if you make weird art to get get it out there or sell it. And uh, there's all this money and status in the art world and, you know, levels of access and things like that. Uh, But... We, it's really hard to be clear that none of that matters. And a lot of that is based on really like fucked up values and manipulation and all sorts of things. Now, you happen to work for some excellent, sweet, nice people, right? Right. Yeah. So you might have uh, missed out on some of that critical perspective of working at, like, if you, I mean, there's, you know, you know more about this than I do, but there are galleries that have really cutthroat reputations as places to work for, right? Right. Yeah, I always, I heard about it. I didn't, I never really worked for like the David's Werner or anything, or you, but I heard about it. Right. But if you, yeah. But if you look at the gallery or the art world system from the top down, it's not a meritocracy, really, is it? Or no, do you, it's very cutthroat, yeah. And, and the best work, I mean, undeniably good work will always get recognized to some degree. But the, but the best work out there or the most expensive work out there is not a meritocracy. Do you think, I mean, right? Is, or do right. you agree? Like the right. best, mm-hmm. like because something sells or is recognized, it doesn't necessarily mean. That it's good. Of course, like the NFTs. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, I mean, we need to keep that in mind when we're making our work, too. I know, I know. And this is also, like, the content of what to paint or what to draw. It's, it can be very intimidating. <laughs> like, there can be so many, like, and then you start thinking about, like, periods and artists and current artists. Like, I am very aware of all of the art. Right, right, right. But see, what I'm talking about is the relationship that you have with your own work. And that, that, like, the work is your children. You are giving birth to this art. I mean, it sounds like bullshit, profound stuff, and it is. But the thing is, you know, you're making something outside yourself that you have a relationship with. I I have never had, I've never given birth to any kids. I'm a stepmom, so I don't really, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I never had any young children or you know, I have whatever. So I don't understand that I firsthand that intimacy that one has with a young child. But I do understand the relationship that you have with your art. Like when my art is going well, I feel good. And when my art is not going well, I feel bad. And I care about it. And I look at it and the relationship with your art is really the most important thing, not the relationship your art has with the outside world. And that's what I was trying to talk about when we were talking about put the art up and get the vibe, the intuition of who wants to adopt it. Mm-hmm. Because that's about you and the art and your relationship with the person who's appreciating your art. It has nothing to do with the quality of the work, although I'm sure it's great. Um, but art is about you and the work. When you, you're thinking, you're very intellectual. Yeah. I think you're being very intellectual about am, looking yeah. at it from an outside point of view. And that might have, you know, you might, to be honest, maybe the most important thing to you always has been is your work. A lot of curators have absolutely no, I've never had a conversation, I don't think. I mean, maybe they wouldn't be vulnerable to me this way, but I've never talked to a curator about how they'd rather make art or they'd like to be making art and stuff like that. And maybe 
what's going on is that you intellectually got all that caught up in all that philosophy and thinking and structure and all that because you did you were afraid of being too intimate with your own work yeah I think that's the part that gets me being intimate with your work it means you have to be intimate like with your with yourself with your emotions with who you are and then I don't I think that's the part that sort of stops me as well like trying to put myself out there but you're also thinking I mean the thing is about making art when you're actually painting you're not thinking really are you yeah no every line is like it means something like every like a line can mean like it's finished like I, I don't know I feel like I, I do think about it too much I'm just like what's the color green mean <laughs> Oh, uh, really? I, I think about every but, but when you're actually painting, don't you feel like you're sort of in the mode of painting or not? I, I haven't been there in a long time. No, but you had, you, you. I was, yeah. Yeah. No, in the act of painting, you're in the zone. You're right, there. right. And that's, so you're not going to get there right away. Right. Because yeah, it's like something that I have to strive to get. To no, no, remember. no. You're trying, <laughs> wait, striving. You are not striving for anything. You are trying to, um, it's a kind of, a, you know, I think it's kind of, an, it, for you, I think it'll kind of be an act of regression, really. Because you need to get rid of all the stuff that you know and think like you have to, this is what I think, you have to get so comfortable. It's more of a physical, it's a physical thing. It's more like. I think I should take some acid or something. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Smoke some. I'm, smoke, smoke some weed. Lot. Smoke some weed. Yeah. yeah. I'm always, smoking. yeah. So, but I mean, it doesn't even matter. You got it. You want to get there by yourself. So the thing yeah. is, you just have to be really compassionate with yourself. Yes. Are you really yeah. hard on yourself in every way? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, have I got, worked on myself? No. Are you hard on yourself? Are you very critical? Oh, definitely, yeah. So if you make a mistake, you're like, ugh. I know, yeah. I recently did my hair, and I'm just like, uh, things. Mm -hmm, <laughs> but I tried. Mm -hmm. Well, art is art is fun. Art is a release. Art is like, you know, throw it. Make some paintings that you're gonna throw away. Like you're also like you're out of you're out of practice, honey. You're just yeah, no, out of practice. Totally out of practice. And it's you're gonna, gonna be like frustrated. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's gonna be frust. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> You have so many expectations. I seriously of like see myself becoming an artist like when I'm 60. Like I'm just going to be like. No. 50. Stop I'm thinking gonna... about it. <laughs> I have a vision. I'm going to be 50 when I like get into my art. Then I'm going to like sell at 60. And then I'll get a gallery at 70. No, no. We're, we're checking in in a month from now. And I want to, uh, do you, will you make, will you promise, do you think you can promise me that you'll have um, like at least one painting? Like no, that I'll you're do some studies. I'll do some studies. I'll start with drawings. Mm-hmm. Do some studies. How about some life drawing classes? What do you think? Ooh, yeah, I've always loved to like do life drawing. Why don't Why don't you do some of that? Like my friend, yeah. I have a friend that. Well, there's probably there's an art thing near you. An art. I'm sure there's like an art. Yeah, there's place the Pelham Art Center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be a good thing. That would get you back in the routine. That would get you I back know. around other people. And I know the director. I don't even know why. Like, I stopped getting in touch no I have to like get back into the art world. and here's the thing when you start doing don't get back into the art world do not get back in the art world it screws with your art now is not the time you have a great job right you've got a yeah. great life you got a great husband a kid right. a good job you don't yeah. need the art world the art world and the art world is evolving we don't even know we don't even know what that is anymore the art world so right now we need to we need to focus on you making your work 
And I think that if I would don't get in touch, like from now on, I would like forget about the director of the Pelham Art Center because when you get there, or when you get in touch with her, I mean, I don't know your relation, maybe you know, have call, be her friend or whatever. But, um, you know, uh, when you when you put yourself out there as somebody as an arts administrator, right, at the Pelham Arts Center with the director there, you are now wearing that hat. You are now right. you are now in that outfit, right. that costume. Yeah. And you can't be in that costume the same time you're in the artist costume. You you know, I I mean I would I would yeah. th- I would think about telling no, but I would think about I'm t- I'm trying to figure out where this is um this is uh what do you call it like cognitive therapy like how to actually navigate things productively for you. So like if you say to that person I've got a job I like and I'm really just going to focus on making my own art I'm not really involved in the art administration anymore. Like if you put that out there hmm. that might be really liberating for you. Like yeah. put 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 your story change your story that is your story that's your story you are that's who you really are and you've been denying it I have oh my gosh yeah but you know what's really beautiful so what's beautiful this is really beautiful is that you have created the perfect life to be an artist unconsciously sort of because the lifestyle you have now you have your emotional needs taken care of you have your and I'm sure you have a lot of family well you've got your whole fucking congregation you got plenty of people so you've got all that you've got you know a great family you've got a great uh life you've got a good job that you enjoy that's financially secure that's got nothing to do with your art like whether you fail or succeed at your you know job doesn't matter compared to your art so you unconsciously set up a life a perfect life to make your art mm-hmm. so, so own that yeah you know oh, I, it's wonderful you Thank know you. I always tell people I always tell I always tell you young those young people that like you want to be an artist well make sure you have a way to make a living that's way more important because your art is your children and you will yeah. need to feed them and support them and unless you're earning a living wage people you you fucking people get off your asses okay you guys out there are like I'm gonna be an artist I'm making money as an artist I'm gonna make money as a musician I'm gonna sell my paintings my records I'm gonna be a star fuck that shit figure out a way to support yourself figure out a way to be a a human being and get get health care and all that other shit and then make your art, okay? And that's what we're saying here, right? So you should own that you have created the foundation to be an artist. You have everyone in your life supporting you and wanting you to make your art, right? Definitely, yes. yes. So you've got the whole infrastructure set mm-hmm. up better than, better, like, Better than you could have if you'd had that job at the Pelham Arts Center. If you were the director of the Pelham Arts Center, you would have less chance of making art than no, you do that's now. No, no, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's actually. I mean, she is she an artist? Has a studio. Yeah, she has. Oh. She made a studio after she bought her house, and okay, she's been knocking out those paintings. <laughs> okay, so there's your role model then. Yeah, no, she is definitely a role model. Oh, she she's an artist also. But, yeah, but she's you know, been, this year after COVID, she's been. What's her out last those... name? Let's give her a shout sure. out. Oh, okay. She's very Russian, I think. So it's like All a right. really long. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. I'll look it up. But see, here's the thing. That's also like if you if you had a, you know what I'm saying though. That's that. Yeah. I, no, I totally. You know, know what, what I'm saying. saying. And for yeah. she also doesn't. Charlotte ha- Mockin. She Lots. also doesn't have the same emotional issue that you have. 
which is that she can be the director of the Pelham Arts Center and also be comfortable being an artist. Someday, maybe you will be that there, but you're not there yeah. now. Yeah. So for you, you you have a really good job for you. Yeah, no, I've got a good setup. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really excited to see what happens here. I think we're going to oh, be. Thanks. Tell me a little bit about your son. Is he a is has is he a creative kid or? Um, he's uh, I think he has ADHD. Mm. Um, he's super creative. Um, he is just so full of emotion and knows what he wants so active such a happy child like, so loving um, just super intelligent like he tells me like how to navigate like gps like he tells me like how to get places like he doesn't want me to use my gps he wants to like navigate me through it what um, what do you mean what he's five years old he's five yeah but he's like heavily in tune with like technology like has an iPad and iPhone and like works it and like wow I got a new iPhone and he like installed things and like tells me how to do things and I'm like does that do make you feel does that make you feel stupid I love it I'm just like no it's incredible like what yeah I believe it it's so, so incredible so what what about the GPS thing I want to hear about this why does he not oh, like, want why no, does he like, not want you to use GPS? Because he wants oh, he you. wants to. He wants to. Oh, he wants he's to use it. Oh, and lead me through the roads. Oh, oh. <laughs> like I didn't know how to get to his school because it just started back up. So this is my second day going to his school and from my house. And then um, he was just navigating me through all the highways. And I was like, should I be listening to him? But I hear Siri in the background. So I'm just like, okay, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, left or right, Rafi? And he was like, right. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. That's so funny. That, that's <laughs> funny. I'd love to see that. Um, so now making art will be great for him. Yeah, no. I, yeah. My father. I also feel like I've been doing him a disgrace by not getting involved, not being an artist, not making art by, you know, it's. I feel like I took away so much from his early childhood of, him being also involved in like painting and oh stop it just stop oh. it <laughs> but but you know like the thing is it's something that's so valuable to you that it's painful it's like it's yeah. almost no, like, like, like you can't even yeah you can't even look at it it's so important to you that it's so precious it's so precious but you know, it's it's part. It's in you. It's not going away. You know, it's just there. It's just there. But you know, one of, um, I mean, I'll tell you something. At my father's funeral. My father lived a long, healthy life. But my father's funeral, the thing that I told everybody was, I got up and I said how uh, I really owe being an artist to my dad because um, he drew. And whenever he would, he would draw, make an outline for him, and he would make one for me. And watching him draw and paint just really inspired me. And, um, you know, he would help me do my work, and show, I'd show him and ask him for, like, critiques and stuff like that. And I have to say, you know, my father was an incredibly distant man, and I can't say that we were close at all, really, or that he was capable of getting close to anybody at all. But we did have that, and uh, wow. it was a huge influence. And um, wow, you're, you know, so you're you're going to be you're a great influence on your your son already, like. Just so I'm going to check back in with you in a month, okay? Is that all right? Okay. Yeah. And you, I'm here for you. I'm at Dr. Lisa Levy SP on Instagram, or you can check me, folks, you can check me out anywhere. Lisa Levy, Dr. Lisa, Dr. Lisa at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, uh, anything. I'm always here. But the thing is, is that we got to go. And I just want to remind everybody to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, um, download our app so you can have our programming with you 24-7. We have talk radio. We have 
every kind of music. We have comedy. We have so many interesting new shows. And it's all free. And we're going to start getting together this summer and stuff like that. So you should sign up for our newsletter. All right. I'll be back here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening.